The show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. We're going to be talking to you today a bit about COVID prevention. Yes, we are. And COVID testing. Yeah, COVID prevention, detection. What comes after detection? Treatment? We won't really be talking about treatment, though. Trying to get you not to have it. If you've already had it, well... We hope that your antibodies keep you from having it again. <sighs> Fingers crossed. And we hope you and your families are okay. Yeah, boy, this is a real fucker of a pathogen. No kidding. What an asshole. No kidding. Yeah, when Listen, I- Listen, COVID-19, if you're listening to this, just unfriend me now. I don't even like you. Yeah, that's- Fuck you. I don't like you either, COVID. Yeah, get out of here. You're like Taco Bell to me. God, what are What's they doing? What's happening? What are they doing? You know what? If all of this was a prelude, because they just took away my Mexican pizza, or I guess it's going away in early November. And that's and not, they already took away potatoes? That's not cool. Potatoes? Potatoes? The only way I would find this acceptable is if all of this is a prelude to them adding plant-based meat. That would be good, but... Still, what are you doing, Taco Bell? I mean, I would be happy for society, <laughs> but... Del Taco has Beyond Meat, and mm -hmm. it's fine. But when I go to a Mexican restaurant, I grew up a vegetarian. I'm going there oh. for refried beans and toppings. Okay. So I always preferred Taco Bell anyway. And oh, I liked yeah. it because I could get potatoes, and they had better guacamole. Are they doing away with black beans, too? Oh, God, I don't know. But All their right. black beans are bad. So yeah, well, I never eat their black beans. So anyways, that, that was a uh, big aside. <laughs> no, that was central to our point. So 2020, it's been a rough year. Boy, when I left my office mid-March, just kind of grabbing the stuff like, oh, I'll yeah. grab a few books. It'll keep me busy for, you know, a couple yeah, of I've weeks. Heard, I've heard we could might be at home for two whole weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this will be crazy. Yep. And now it's six months later. Still yep. haven't gone back. Imagine all the people who were like writing screenplays about those two weeks who were like, oh, this is going to be a laugh riot. And now they're like seven months deep and they're like, oh. Yeah. How long before it's usual for us to have movies that feature people wearing masks? Oh, wow. I don't know. In similar ironic news, the masked phantasm, Batman, got halted because Robert Pattinson playing Batman got COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. Is he okay? I hope so. But, he was in Twilight. And The Lighthouse. Oh, really? I still haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a wackadoo film. I think you'll like it, though, because you like films that mess with you, right? And I love A24 in general. Okay, yeah. Well, it gave me a newfound respect for Robert Pattinson. You know who loves The Lighthouse? So he was great as Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. Who loves The Lighthouse? Our very good friend, Matthew Struger, who is also the lawyer for oh, the nice. show. Oh, nice. Who we have watched a movie with. An A24 movie with Another Star. movie that messes with you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It all comes full circle. And <laughs> that is why. Carrie's searching for some way to bring us back I, on topic. And that is Her why. Her eyes are darting I, around. <laughs> there is a connection here. Matthew? It, circles in general? <laughs> COVID? COVID? <laughs> Circle? Co no? I took homeopathy to prevent myself from getting COVID. Yeah, so this is a cove back to our um, <laughs> homeopathy episode where we learned how to prevent COVID-19 with homeopathy, and we bought this kit. Yeah. They kept calling it a first aid kit, which 
just jolted me Ugh. every time they said it. Like, don't call a homeopathy kit a first aid kit. Yes, if this is the first time you're joining us and you think, ooh, whoa, sorry, that's the sound it, of homeopathic medicine. It makes noises. So homeopathy mm-hmm. is not just natural medicine. Some people misuse the term that way. Right. But if properly used, the term means it is quote-unquote medicine that contains nothing active at all. It's one of those things where with natural remedies, they'll have active ingredients that do things. By definition, homeopathy has no active ingredients. It is a sugar pill, a literal sugar pill. Literally. Another word people must use, we are using it correctly, (laughs) literally literally a sugar sugar pill. pill. That at one point touched some water, that at one point touched some water, that at one point touched some water. If you repeat that many, many times over, at one point touched a molecule of some substance. It's a very backwards idea that doesn't make any logical sense. I love the phrasing of it having touched water, though, because now I'm picturing like your friend's 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 uncle touched Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Do you get excited about that? Are you like, Some it's basically might. like I've touched Brad Pitt? Yes. Well, you shouldn't. So, yeah, you, people get excited about, you know, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, that is. To exciting. use a more current reference. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like nine million degrees of a duck's liver. Exactly. That's one of the most common homeopathic preparations. Yeah, oxalococcum. Yeah, that's used purportedly is supposed to do something for colds. Yeah. And they sell it at CVSs. Uh, Someone should sue them. You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. The Center for Inquiry is actually suing them. Oh, and you should listen to our interview goodness. with lawyer Nick Little about oh, that. That sounds great. That sounds like really good listening. I think you'd really like it. You're in it and it's disturbing that you don't remember. I'm going to check it out. So I said to myself, I said, Carrie, You should take this because, okay, it was right near the beginning of quarantine that this was happening. I was getting really bad sore throats. Oh, yeah. And in times of pandemic, anything you experience immediately triggers that response. Like, oh, shit, is that totally COVID-19? Is that coronavirus? Yep. Quite reasonably because you don't want to give it to anybody. And yeah. Yeah. And point number two, you spent good money on that. (laughs) Yes. And this is a good reason. To take my homeopathy for COVID-19 related symptoms with Rena Sassy. That's the <laughs> title of this kit. It's from Sakoon Holistics. If you haven't heard our two-episode series on Sakoon Holistics, we took their class for using homeopathy to treat COVID-19 symptoms. Yeah, and the first aid kit that we're referring to is a small, dark gray box, maybe six inches wide, three and a half inches long, and maybe two and a half inches deep. Yeah, and it, something it, like that. And it's got a little hinge hood and a little guide to let you know what all of these preparations are that are in little vials, and you open them up, and that's how you get those pellet-like sugar pills. Yeah, it's kind of a clamshell box feel. Yeah. So we've got, gosh, how many remedies are in here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times one, two, three, four, five, 45, 46, 47. Oh, I think there are exactly 50 okay. remedies in here. Okay. I see that at the very end of the list, there's an asterisk that says, remedies made with 100% sucrose pellets. that's truth in advertising right there Um, it's literally sugar literally we're using the word correctly but it's not even tasty you don't eat one of those and think like ah that was nice and sugary 
it's a little sweet. But it's, it's not better like, than eating. It's not even good candy. Oh, for sure. But yeah, better than swallowing an antibiotic. Go get which yourself I'm doing right a, now. a Reese's peanut butter cup if you want some candy. <laughs> Don't buy a homeopathy first aid kit. Touche. Thinking like this will be really tasty. I've been taking antibiotics because I just had a uh, dental procedure, and boy, those things taste gross. Oh no. Blech. Anyway. Okay, so did you catch COVID and infect everybody? Yes. So for science, (laughs) I caught COVID and then I went to Disneyland. Well, that's it for our show. (laughs) No, that did not happen. No, it didn't happen. But since I was getting my sore throats, which are really common for me, especially with seasonal allergies, a lot of people get sore throats Mm. and it's summer. So maybe it's just that. I don't know. But I thought, okay, I will do what she suggested, which is as soon as you feel those symptoms, start going through her little protocol. So if you buy this kit, you get As we established these 50 remedies, but in her class, she laid out the protocol for actually treating it, and it only involves a small handful of those remedies. Oh, good. So let me me pull up what they were. Of course, we understand. Carrie could have taken any of them in any order, and it would have done the exact same thing. Whoa, whoa. Big assumption. That's my big Big assumption. Big assumption. But, you know. We try to be rule followers. If they say it's going to work a certain way, you got to try it that certain way. And if it did do something specific, I guess that could make you suspect that something else was going on with these pills. Yeah. Like she was sneaking something in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's what I was told to take. Arsenicum 30C. Okay. A little bit of arsenic. Always a good idea. (laughs) Plus Byronia 30C. Hmm. And the C means that it's been succussed a hundred times. A hundred times. Okay. Good old so, Roman numerals. So when Ross was saying water that touched water that touched water, mm-hmm. that would have been three C if there were about a hundred. A ratio drops. of one to a hundred. Yeah. And now we're talking thirty C. So though in this class they were telling us that they use alcohol to do the preparations. <sighs> so confusing. Yeah. Interesting. So you do the arsenicum thirty C and Byronia thirty C once a day for three days. And then what? Isn't that the Arsenio (laughs) Hall thing? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I thought you were just proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Followed by Eupatorium 200C. Okay. Once a day for four days. How do you spell that? Eupatorium, like euphoria, E-U-P-A-T-O-R-I-U-M. Eupatorium, just curious where that comes from. Yeah, what is it? I'll look up Byronia. Oh, okay. It's a genus of flowering plants in the aster family. Okay. Most are herbaceous perennials. Okay. I'm waiting to find out how they are poisonous. Because usually that's the idea. It starts from something that'll hurt you. And the idea of homeopathy is that then when incredibly dilute, it will suddenly become helpful. So close to right. Because that's almost how a vaccine works, where you kind of say, hey, body, here's a decoy of the pathogen. Practice on that. And then when you hit the real thing, it's like, hey, I recognize this. Mm-hmm. So close to right. And yet doesn't work at all. Apparently, one of the species is called also boneset, is poisonous to humans and grazing livestock. And it has been used in folk medicine. For instance, to excrete excess uric acid, which causes gout. 
Okay. Caution is advised when using bone set because it contains toxic compounds that can cause liver damage. All right, there you go. Well, Byronia, apparently, this is kind of sad. It's a seafaring animal. It seems like it's related to uh, like jellyfish and the like. Oh, okay. One of those homeopathic preparations where they grind up an animal. Yeah. Okay. Where they probably only did it the one time. Sure. And then have been using that forever and ever, but still a bummer. Apparently, Boyron, the company that produces tons of these, you know, quote unquote remedies, they kill one goose every year. So oh. at least, you know, do you think they could keep using last yeah. year's goose? <laughs> At least it's not like one per yeah, meal. shipment or something. Or right. meal. Think about that, listener. Yep. Anyway, so what was the other thing? Byronia. Oh, yeah, and arsenic, arsenicum. So just three poisons if they were there, mm-hmm. which they're not, taken for a whole week. Okay. This was a minute ago, but thank goodness I took good notes. I started on June 2nd. Oh, okay. So I guess on June 2nd, I wrote down that I had a lethargy. I wrote lethargy times 10. Oh, extreme lethargy. Extreme lethargy and a sore throat. And that's the day that I started. Would you say that you felt languid? I would. I can't think of what that word means. I think it just means tired. Okay. Listless. Pooped out at parties. Languid. Of a person displaying or having a disinclination for physical exertion or effort, oh, slow and relaxed. I was so disinclined. AKA weak or faint from illness or fatigue. Absolutely. I needed some vitamin and vitamin. And I had a sore throat as well. That was June 2nd. That was the day before I started. So it was recognizing, oh. okay, not okay. feeling good tomorrow, I'll start. Baseline carry, not feeling good. Real bad. Okay. June 3rd, my first treatment. Still had a sore throat. Looks like I did not write down anything about lethargy. Oh. Already working. So the first day you had 10 times more, less energy. Yes. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) June 4th, sore throat, began to get an earache, which is never a good sign. Oh, no. Yeah. So I take my second treatment. It's worth noting, when you have an earache, that's when you really do want to actually connect with your doctor and check it out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think I... Did I think I wrote to the oh, okay. doctor through the Kaiser system. Oh, going to the real, the allopathic doctors. <laughs> okay. June 5th, sore throat, fatigue returns, but I didn't write times 10, third treatment. June 6th, sore throat and fatigue again, and the fourth treatment. Okay, that's when I started taking the eupatorium. Okay. Then June 7th. Oh, wow. This is going on a while. Oh, uh, yeah. If it had immediately cleared up, then it might be interesting. But you're supposed to take it for seven days. Okay. So so sore throat, a light sore throat at the beginning that turned into a bad sore throat by the evening. Oh, no. That was the fifth treatment. Then June 8th, I had sore throat and a headache. No surprise. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Get a lot of headaches. Sixth mm-hmm. the treatment. June 9th, sore throat, lethargy returns. That was the seventh treatment. June 10th, got a COVID test. Yeah. Negative. Whew. It did it. Um, it did it. What? Okay, this worked. <laughs> yeah. I think you might still test positive. You know, this was a test, I assume, to test whether you currently had COVID. 
Correct, whether I had an active infection. Okay. It was a so, CVS drive-in So test. option number one, you did not have it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Your symptoms were coming from some other source. Mm-hmm. Option number two, the homeopathy completely eradicated any trace there we of go. the virus. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting demonstration, though, of how about a week gives you enough time to feel better just because of time. Yeah. I read a really good book this year called Snake Oil Science. Oh, yeah. It was about alternative medicine, but really it was about just how the mind processes the healing process and how it takes a certain amount of time to Mm -hmm. get better. Your body's really good at it. And we are just so prone to go, okay, well, what was the last thing I felt like I contributed? Yes. Okay, then that did it. I'm finally reading Trick or Treatment Mm -hmm. by Edzard Ernst and Simon Singh, which has been on my shelf for a decade. It's good. And every single time I think, oh, after I'm done with this, I'm going to finally read Trick or Treatment. (laughs) And then I don't. Something else distracts me. But it's a fantastic book, fantastic resource about many of the things we talk about, especially related to alternative medicine. And they mention in that that we go to seek out help when we're kind of at our worst, lowest point. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is really getting in my Mm -hmm. way. It's really stopping me. And then when it's something like a common cold or what have you that lasts seven days, well, then, you know, you're already on your way out and you're starting to get better. It's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, you're coming out of that trough. And now this whatever it is that you're using gets the credit for that. Right. Which is not to say you shouldn't go to the doctor when you feel like shit. You should. Correct. But anything will probably make you convince yourself you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. So you want to go to someone with good science backing for the treatment so that it actually makes you better. Because you can get your placebo effect. That's great. But let's get a real effect on top of that. Yeah, exactly. And you'll still get the placebo. Don't worry. And and maybe it is the thing where the doctor says, oh, well, you're already getting better. You'll okay. be fine in a few days. Bear yeah, this great. one out. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, let's manage various pieces of this. Exactly. They're doctors. They know these things. Yeah, most of the time. You could always get a second opinion if your doctor's a weirdo, mm-hmm. okay? You ever had a weirdo doctor? I don't think so. Okay. Have you had weirdo doctors? Yeah, well, actually, I have an interview with USC because I had like a very creepy gynecologist at USC. Oh, no, not one of their sports medicine guys. He wasn't the sports medicine guy, but he was basically the student center gynecologist, and he was fired for some really, really bad sexual misbehavior. Oh, because wasn't there a guy who was doing this for decades? Yeah, Who was working with USC? (gasps) You saw him? Yep. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Carrie, that's terrible. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, so I'm in that class action lawsuit. I read a lot of articles about that. Oh, Oh, my God, that's... Yeah, he's my doctor. That's awful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Agree. I'm so sorry. Agree to agree. Oh, no. (laughs) Thanks. So next week, Ross is covering his face. He doesn't even want to look at the situation. Yeah, next week, yeah, I have the interview with like their... What a creepazoid. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I had that guy, but my favorite, this doesn't even You get the real luck sometimes. (laughs) God, I know. What was I saying? I was just saying today on Twitter how that awful sound. Like you mentioned USC and I thought of that guy. I said, uh-huh. oh, it wasn't the sports medicine guy because I thought jokingly, of course it wouldn't be. Well, anyways, continue. Oh, is he also the sports medicine guy? Yeah, I think he was there working with gymnasts. Oh, okay. For, gotcha. For yes. years. Yes, yes. He was, he was like the only gynecologist. But he so. was like high level. He mm-hmm. worked with a lot of women. So, yeah. There were some red flags already just in the doctoring process that I won't get into here, but 
I started to think like something's up with this guy. So I said to him, hey, where did you go to medical school? And he said, overseas. Like that? Yeah. Kind of defensively? Well, yes. And like, that's not the name of a school. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, overseas. Yep. Yeah. The Overseas Institute. (laughs) The old OSI. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, He was weird. But my favorite weird doctor who wasn't harmful was this really old guy in Sherman Oaks that I saw for a while. And around Christmas, I brought him a candy cane, handed it to him. And he was like, oh, thanks. And then he unwrapped it in front of me. And went, mmm, and set it down next to himself. <laughs> <And> <laughs> never licked it. <laughs> I just still All can right. see that in my mind's eye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, that's so, weird. So, yeah, there's some weird doctors. It's okay to ask a second opinion, especially if it's... They're humans, too. Yep, but they're your best bet. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Anyway, my uh, that that was your diagnosis test. is that works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Well, you didn't get COVID nineteen. Exactly. Well, what have you done since then? That was June. Well, um, do you live like a recluse? Yeah. Then I was like, oh, recluse, not reckless. Um, yes, I have been living. Oh yeah, I guess in times of COVID, those are your options. You can live like a recluse, oh, or you can live like a reckless. <gasps> oh shit! There, there's a shirt there somewhere. There's a shirt there. So I have been living mostly like a recluse. I haven't been a hundred percent behind closed doors, but as much as I can and live a normal life. No, not even normal. A semi-normal life. <laughs> I yeah. have been. But I've also been taking at-home testing COVID tests. So I thought I'd tell you about them. Yeah, okay. But first, let's go to the billing department. Let's go. You know, Ross, when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? I mean, every night. Oh, well... With Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks. Well, you know why I have experienced that every night? Because I own a Quip toothbrush. Oh, damn. Okay. See? Fair enough. See? But see, if you get this smart electric toothbrush, yeah. you'll get free products, gift cards, and more. Oh, yeah. This is new. Their smart electric toothbrush. It connects to a Quip app. With Bluetooth. Exactly. It's sized for adults or kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can track when and how well you're brushing. Earn points for daily brushing, which I love. I love gamifying my habits. Sure, yeah. And you get bonus points for completing challenges, kind of like streaks. And if you're doing this with your kids, it can be a good way to gamify that. Yeah. Hey, want to get your points tonight, right? Yeah. Rather than, come on, Billy. You need to brush your teeth. You need to brush your teeth. So Come the- over here. Stop mm-hmm. playing that video game. Do you want to be like Carrie Poppy and have to have a bunch of teeth removed in your 30s? No, you don't, Billy. No, I don't, Mom. Okay, I'll come. <laughs> please don't make me be like Carrie Poppy. Please, Mom. They've got a picture of you printed out over <laughs> the <cereal. laughs> Oh, boy. I wasn't parented at all. And redeem those points for rewards like free products and gift cards and discounts from Quip and Partners. And do you already have a Quip? Well, you can actually upgrade it with a smart (gasps) motor and you keep all the great Quip features that you already know and love. Oh my God, I'm legit going to do that. I'm just reading about this for the first time. 
and I'm going to get one. Sweet. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. So listen, guys, you listening? Okay. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash oh no right now to get your first refill free. Do not wait. If you wait, I will be so mad. Picture an angry picture of Carrie (laughs) on your mirror in your bathroom. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash oh no. And that is spelled G as in golly, E as in Ella, T as in Tommy, Q as in quip, <clears throat> U as in understood, I as in eh? intentional or intentional, P as in poppy dot com slash oh no. Spelled O-H-N-O. Correct. Quip. Better oral health made simple and rewarding. Holla. Ross. Carrie. That's very sultry, your voice. As summer turns to fall. Okay. Rothy's is here to make your day. Yeah. With comfortable, machine washable, and sustainable products. Oh, Rothy's, they've got awesome shoes. Yeah. Hell yeah, they do. I think I mentioned before on the podcast that I was going to buy them for my wife as a birthday gift, along with her other gifts. We also got her a JFK cake, a wedding cake. I'm sorry? You can buy a JFK wedding cake. For who? For Kara. Okay. All right. So I did hear this whole story correctly. Yeah. I maybe got the words out of order. But yes, Kara wanted a JFK wedding cake. For her birthday. Yes. It's a thing. JFK the president? Yeah. It's popular. It's also been served at the George W. Bush and Ronald Reagan inaugurations. But I digress. I got she her. She wanted yes. a cake that what has JFK on it? No, it was the same cake that was made for his wedding. They still oh, produce it. Okay. That same bakery. Okay, so I was picturing like <laughs> JFK's face on a cake. Nope. And then like a bride and groom that, on top. That would be creepy. And I was like, why did Kara want this specifically? Or it could be like Marilyn Monroe comes out of the cake. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and sings. sings. Yeah. But also she wanted Rothy's. But she wanted Rothy's okay. because she loves her Rothy's. And, they and were- she loves her Rossies. Hey, she'd finally worn two small holes in the side. And she's like, oh, I'm wearing them down. I was like, oh, wow. they still look in very good condition. She wore them all the time. Uh, yeah, like daily for years. Yeah, when she said something about it, I was expecting to see like great wear and tear. But no, they were still looking quite good. But she was ready for a new pair of Rothy's. She wears them all the time. So I'd gotten her a bag of goodies, but she got to the bottom. And she said, oh, yay. And she was very Aww. excited to get her Rothy's. Nice. I really love my Rothy's. I think they're so cute. They are green and they have this big gold star splash on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. So listen, Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns, and they're available in a range of styles. You're helping the environment, too, because Rothy's has kept over 50 million single-use plastic bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is then knit into beautiful, sustainable product and... They're super comfortable as soon as you put them on. It's true. Listen, I know because I'm one of those people who the second I put on new shoes, they cut up my heel. Yeah. They cut up the front of my foot. But Rothy's really are comfortable the second you take them out of the box. And the newest Rothy's edition is their first adjustable sneaker. Yeah, that's super cool. Oh, my goodness. This ad break has been revelatory for (laughs) me. I am going to get Rothy's new sneaker. Fantastic. They've been expanding and they have bags now as well. Ah! 
So check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash ono. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash ono. And I'm going there now. Oh, see if you can beat Carrie. (laughs) You can't. We recorded this earlier. This is not a live podcast. That's not how this works. (laughs) Carrie beat you there. Are you talking to us in your car? That's not really us. (laughs) It's a recording. Wait, wait, hold on. She just said something. Oh, no, I can hear her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gail. Gail, I'm so glad you're listening. Gail, you are so funny. She is. Oh, I love Gail. We're making up this person. You're the only one that we can hear, though, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case, Patrick, you're concerned about this. (laughs) I can't hear you. No, 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 I can't. I can't hear you. This is like those obnoxious uh, answering machines, you know, where someone says, oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? And then you start talking for a while. They're like, this is Ross, and I'm not here right now. Yeah. But please leave a message. I can't remember who it was. Someone recently had a really good one of those where I really did talk for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I think it might have been my old youth pastor, actually. And he had like a little encouraging, "Mm -hmm. oh, really? Okay. Almost that. I think, okay, I'm trying to remember, because this is really important. It's on that bubble between clever, and I appreciate it, and annoying, and I don't appreciate it. But if you can keep it going long enough, (laughs) I will go back to appreciating it. Okay. And anyway, I think it was like, hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't quite. (laughs) (laughs) Can you start over? This is, I'm so sorry. This is who? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) All right. So, Ross, is it? Uh, Oh, who, me? Yes. I'm Ross. Okay, good. I was worried I'd forgotten. Did you say Rob? No, no, no. Ross. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, like the like the store. Sure. Dress for less? Mm-hmm. Is that your store? No. I have a pitch for a Disney film. And I was wondering no. if maybe I could tell I can't hear pitches. Okay. One of our listeners on our Facebook page when we had published the episode about us doing the baseball throws. Mm-hmm. And someone said, Ross should have worn earplugs because he can't hear pitches. <laughs> Is that true, though? You can't hear pitches? Well, because I work for Disney, I'm not allowed to hear. Oh, I was thinking pitches of like tones. There are three <laughs> three versions of the word pitches. Yeah. Oh, that's a very good joke. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I was, sorry I was so slow on the I uptake. Was very impressed. Well done. That was Karen Buck. Oh, okay. Well done, Karen. Is that a person you know? No, it's just she comments uh, regularly on our posts. Oh, nice. That is a very good joke. I'm sorry, Karen. I was so slow. Her exact wording. I'm listening to see whether Ross wears earplugs since he is not allowed to hear pitches. (laughs) That's really (laughs) funny. But also you are. And I was thinking. Nope. Like there could be. Oh, okay. But it's like a mouse. But he's no, no. Stop. Okay. It all All stops with a mouse. (laughs) Okay. I do. We already made that movie, by the way. Have you shown okay, Jude well, that I, one yet? I have a new one. No, because I've never seen it. <gasps> the Great Mouse Detective. Never seen oh, it. Oh, I wore out the VHS on that one. That's Aww. a great film. Okay. It's got a Vincent Price's Radigan. Oh, damn. And I love detective stories. It's just one oh. of these hasn't happened before. Oh, it's got Olivia and a bat with a peg leg. Holy shit. Oh, my. Oh, you're going to love it. Those are my two favorite things. Anyone named Olivia and bats with peg legs. I don't know how I haven't seen this. And it's got oh. a basset hound. Okay. Named Toby. Oh, okay. I like a dog. And it inspired co-director Ron Clemens to adopt basset hounds. And he now has... 
dozens of them. Oh, that's wonderful. And he, he runs a facility where he keeps them and takes care of them. Oh. And we went and volunteered there once, and we were just surrounded by basset hounds. Is this in L.A.? Uh, yeah, adjacent. It's like within a couple hours. Can I go? Probably. We could probably hook you up. Because <gasps> he's a big dude. Ron Clemens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a big deal dude. Not, right. I don't, I've never seen him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He may also be tall. Yeah, the red beard. He's, he's a very sweet guy, and he cares about basset hounds. Okay. I, uh, okay, anyway, <laughs> the point is, I also got COVID at home tests. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we are so distracted today. But <laughs> tell me about these COVID at home tests. Okay, so on May 16th, the FDA authorized the First at-home sample collection COVID-19 kit. Okay. And they have a list on their site of the testing kits that they have evaluated and said work well enough for them to recommend them. And these are a few of the factors we've already mentioned that you need to look out for with any test is what is its efficacy rate? Mm -hmm. You know, is it 50% accurate? Is it 70% accurate? Is it 99% accurate? There's always going to be error bars on your test. And then FDA approval, that's important because there's a lot of people selling these and sometimes you don't know, where did this come from? Does this actually test for COVID-19? Right. So it helps to have that FDA seal of approval. For sure, yes. And something to keep in mind is if you're talking about an infection test, if there is any error window, they're going to want that error window to bend toward you do have an infection, right? Mm -hmm. Because that'll make you more cautious. A false positive is more useful than a false negative. It's safer. But if you're talking about antibodies, you want that window to weigh toward not having them. So again, so you'll be safer. This sometimes confuses people about this whole false positive, false negative thing. Sometimes that's a good thing. It's keeping us safe. Yeah, maybe we should define a few terms here. So first of oh, all, sure. uh, the current infection test, that's testing. Do you have it right now? Yeah, are standing you, in front of me. Are you communicable? If I look in your body, do I see this virus and is it busy replicating? Whereas an antibody test, it's looking to see, did you have it at some point and you've built up some immunity to it? Right. And then... And that still doesn't mean you're completely immune and now can hang out in a hospital and not catch COVID-19. Right. And anytime you receive... Test for most things, there is some level of an error bar again. So mm -hmm. it might mm -hmm. say that you're positive, mm -hmm. and that means, oh, there's a good chance I'm positive. And you have to get kind of comfortable using that mm -hmm. probability language. Like, oh, I just got a positive test on my pregnancy test. You know, mm -hmm. there's a good chance I'm pregnant. Right. And then, and in that case, it's probably a really good chance. Yeah. And those are things that have low error bars. Whereas with these COVID tests, oh, looks like I'm positive. I better lock myself up at home, quarantine. Whereas if it says you're negative, well, that means you're probably negative. Right. There's still a chance you're positive. You should still lock yourself at home, probably. <laughs> yeah. But if you get that probably positive, you also should probably be calling everybody that you've had contact with and make sure right. they're getting tested and yeah. being super safe. So on June 29th, I ordered three at-home testing kits from three different companies. Oh, okay. And in two of the cases... I was able to directly charge my insurer, which is Kaiser. For my fellow listeners who have Kaiser, sometimes people will assume, well, well, I have Kaiser. That means I have to do everything through the Kaiser system. Not necessarily true. In this case, where this is considered a very pro-social thing to do and something that Kaiser wants to encourage, you can 
tell the person you're buying from, hey, I have Kaiser, and they will submit the claim to Kaiser. At least that was the case for me. Another total aside, but it hit me a few years ago that Kaiser is not only related to the word Caesar, Uh but also czar. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. Like, oh, yeah, those are all just words for rulers. I just found out from my very good friend, Lindsay Pavlis, that C-section, cesarean section, that's about Caesar. Yeah. Because he's... He, the idea was he was born that way. He was born that way, although it wasn't the first person who was born that way. Just like Lady Gaga. She was also born that way. <laughs> See, I got that one without you having to explain it to me. I love Lady Gaga. You do? Oh, I think she's brilliant. Do you know that her name came from the Queen song? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the only fact I know about Lady Gaga. I'm out. Interesting. I think we both learned that at the same trivia night. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with our agent, Josh. Hi, Josh. Okay, listen. <laughs> so, I'm distracted. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, me too. That was my fault. So here are the three companies that at the time were approved. I think there are now five. Okay. But at the time we had Pixel, Everlywell, and Vault. Okay. So I've done Everlywell and Vault. I haven't done Pixel yet, but I've got it next to me, so I'll show it to you. How does it work? How do they show up? What do they look like? How much do they cost? Okay. So Everlywell, I ordered on June 29th and tested myself on July 27th. That one was a nasal swab. Did you have to shove it way back? Pretty far up. Like actually not as far as when I got a drive through test at CVS. Okay. Then I felt like the lady was like, no further, no further. I want it in your freaking brain. Yeah, that's super uncomfortable. It made I've my heard. nose bleed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, yeah, they would have these super long cotton swabs, and usually they'll do it for you rather than having you self-administer uh. and shove them to the back of your nose. Thankfully, all the tests that I've done have been just like the mouth swabs. Mm. Oh, okay. I haven't had my brain tickled. Interesting. This was the second one that was up the old nozzle. Nozzle? <laughs> no, the old schnoz? Nosode? Gicle. The old gicle. <laughs> Callback. Okay, so nasal swab. <laughs> I had to follow a video. So just basically there's like a how-to video on their site. And you go to the site and you say, hi, I got my kit. Here's the number on my kit. I'm about to do it right now. Okay. You have to be ready to do it right then. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then they walk you through it with this video that you're supposed to be watching concurrently as you do it. But they want like a live agent there to monitor. Nope. This was a pre-recorded video in this case. Huh. Okay. But I think they wanted to not rely on your memory. Of when this happened and and how you followed the instructions. Exactly. Like if they say... Three quarters of an inch up your nose. And by the way, this is kind of how that will feel, etc. That's the kind of thing I'd forget in an hour. Sure. Yeah. So you watch concurrently. You do that nasal swab. You break the stick in half and put it in a fluid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, seal shake it. Shake it up. Oh, yeah. Seal it back up. Yeah, I think I did have to shake it. And they said you have to... Also be ready to drop it off that day, uh, in this case, UPS. Oh, sure. This is time sensitive. Yes. And they said, do not drop it off on a Saturday or a Sunday. So you have to pick Monday mm. through Friday and be ready to drop it off that day. Mm-hmm. So you need to also know when is the last pickup time for my UPS. So this does take a little bit of planning. Yeah, yeah. So my test was on July 27th. I got results on July 31st. So a four-day turnaround. Oh, okay. Decent. Yeah. Decent. 
quicker when you do an in-person, yeah. I've found. But you always want to bring those windows down as far as possible because yeah. it becomes less useful. If you find out a week later, I'll talk about my first COVID test. But, you know, if it's a week later, well, then you now know one week ago you didn't have it. <laughs> right, know, right. You did. Right, yeah. If, um, if you did, well, shoot. You know, right. you've gone a week without that useful knowledge. Right. And if you didn't, well, then, well, maybe I do now. Yeah. Time for a new test. If you're symptomatic, are you worse? And if you aren't symptomatic, what does that mean now? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, but four days, decent. And especially good for never having to leave your house, I think. Yeah. Okay, so Vault. I ordered this one also on June 29th. I took the test on July 18th. This was interesting. In this case, I spat in a tube and I had to be connected to a live nurse on the site. Oh, again, they wanted to kind of monitor you. Yeah. Okay. I think pretty much all of these will have some version of that where they, they want the closest thing to someone watching over you. In this case, it was a real person. So, but I got to talk to her, which was kind of fun. She was in like <laughs> Kentucky or something. And I was oh, like, fun. how many of these do you do a day? And she said, oh, up to 40. I said, whoa, that's oh, a wow. lot. Yeah. And she said, yeah, but it's cool. I talk to people from all over the country, in some cases, the world. And I said, is everything crazy where you are? And she said, no. I said, okay. Um, <laughs> so this one was also a UPS drop off. They actually said you could drop it off the next day with that one. Oh, okay. That was interesting. So I dropped it off on July 28th, got my results three days later. Okay. On July 31st. Good, good. Yeah, pretty good. And I assume you're not burying the lead on any of these. Oh, also, I'm very sick. (laughs) (laughs) No, all of these so far have come back negative. Okay. Knock on wood. Hopefully true negative. Hopefully But we don't know, and so I'm continuing to be careful. Yes, good. The third one, as I mentioned, is Pixel. So this is the one I haven't done yet. Oh, are you going to do it now, live? No. Oh. Because Because I could be your lady from Kentucky. Well, if you were a nurse, that's true. Are you a nurse? What's your nursing license? Oh, Carrie checked my credentials. (laughs) I'm exposed. I'm not even from Kentucky. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was your That was a lie, too. (laughs) Your big uh, credential. So Pixel by LabCorp. These people will get you your test so fast. Yeah? It's a pretty colorful box. So I have two from them. They were both free. In both cases, they charged Kaiser. Oh, nice. And in both cases, they came in under 24 hours. Wow. Okay. They're all about speed. Yeah. They're super fast. But I haven't done them yet. So I thought you might want to take a look at it. So we've got this box. It's about the size of two of those homeopathy first aid kits. You open it up. It's dark gray. Kind of looks like a subway diagram or something with colorful stripes. Open it up. Pixel by LabCorp. Important information. Register online. Please remember to register your kit before collecting a sample. Okay. This is like an unboxing video. Yeah. But instead, it's an unboxing audio of, of a COVID test kit. Very exciting. <laughs> You've come to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. You know how to have a good time. Okay, it shows you what the kit includes. Well, hey, this is exciting. It has one biohazard specimen bag. That is exciting. We've got a saline collection tube, a foam swab, one pixel box, the registration card, and the FedEx return pack. 
Ooh, FedEx this time. Yeah, get it to them right away. I wonder how many people like do it right outside the FedEx office. Why? Just for an extra sense of immediacy. You know, break off the swab in the thing, shake it up, put it in, throw it at the FedEx guy, run. (laughs) I would be surprised if many do because this is one where you do have to connect online to a person. Oh, everything is very nicely labeled. That's the tear zone. This is where you rip the thing off. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, specimen only freeze, refrigerate, room temperature. Okay, they, I, they've got little check boxes there. Yeah, okay, this is all very official, and it reminds me of the kits that I've interacted with. This is very nice, Carrie. Very thorough. Congratulations. Thank you so much. There's a QR code on the um, little sample container. Everyone loves a QR code. And they've got a barcode as well. QR code, barcode. All the marks of the beast are there. <laughs> He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. Please. Oh, my goodness. Get the vaccine when it's available and I've, safe. I've referenced my crazy cousin, Catherine, yes, many times have. on the show. She lives in Idaho, one of the reddest of the states. Mm-hmm. She used to live here in California, but she moved out to be with like-minded people. And, oh. um <laughs> Oh my goodness, she posts so much about how this is all fake or oh, right no. now people are latching onto like they'll pick one little CDC statistic that they right. can bend to their needs and yeah. they'll be like, oh, now they're telling the truth. We believe this one because we can take right. it out of context. So the latest one is the CDC was saying, oh, okay, well, here's how many people died just from the virus and it was like 6% of the total deaths. Uh-huh. And then here's, you know, 94% they died with comorbid conditions. And so, of course, immediately my cousin and others latch onto this and say, oh, only 6% of all deaths are actually from the virus. Everybody else was dying because they were weaklings and you know they were going to die anyway. Well, no. First of all, if you look at the expected deaths, as we see from normal trend lines, we've had a bunch of excess deaths beyond that, only attributable to the virus. But also, it's just like the 1918 pandemic or any other one where the virus weakens your immune system and other infections take over. So right. yeah, usually you're dying from something like pneumonia, mm-hmm. like L. Ron Hubbard would kill you with if he could, uh, or some other condition, you know, that now your body can't fight off because you don't have a healthy body. Right, right. And, and they refuse to understand that. And there's, oh, these are just people who would have died anyway. You know, they probably died in a car crash and now it's being blamed on oh, COVID. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff they say. Oh, no. But then I always feel like, oh, well, I need to be the voice of sanity in her sure. life and I'm going to, you know, say, oh, well, read this article, actually. It's not that way. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. This is how I spend all my free time. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. There's some good stuff out recently in The Atlantic, and also there was one on the media about talking to people who are believing conspiracy theories. Mm. And, you know, some really good advice in there. And the crux of it was treat what they're saying as like a legitimate possibility Mm -hmm. and work from there Mm -hmm. because it is probably a legitimate possibility. You're just sort of further along in that analysis story where you've kind of forgotten the moment where you might have entertained that thought, but there was a moment. It was just long ago and like try to return to that mentally and that's that's a hard thing to do. Right, that cognitive dissonance departure point that we talked about earlier where Mm -hmm. you're kind of 50-50 early on. I'm very exasperated here because I'm telling all of you about this but yeah i I definitely try to do that and say okay well good that you're concerned about this here's well yeah that's good here's some here's some accurate sources about this so no you should not pass around this video by this lady that you just posted (laughs) where she's talking about lucifer ace and about how they plan this as part of the mark of the beast yeah oh 
so much bad stuff. I guess I'm thankful to her for keeping me up to date with what the latest oh, yeah, yeah. QAnon stuff source. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how lovely. Speaking of QAnon, <laughs> I had to order checks yesterday. All right, I'm not seeing the connection, but you will. Let's see where this goes. So I ordered them from Bradford Exchange because it's important to spend an hour trying to find the best design <laughs> for a check. Okay, yeah. Almost got I Love Lucy, almost got Garden Gnomes, finally settled on this pro reading. How often image. do you use checks? A fair amount. I'd say I write mm, five checks a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But I did still pay $2 extra to have written on this check. Checks are weird. This is like a vanity check? Yeah. Like above your signature, you can have one short phrase. <laughs> checks are weird. You wrote that on your yeah, check and it uh, says checks are weird. Checks are weird. Carrie Poppy. Yep. All right. That's right. So <laughs> and I paid $2 extra for that. Anyway, one of the designs. <laughs> that is such a Carrie thing to do. Also, little known Carrie fact, she spells check, C-H-E-Q-U-E. I usually do. That's how my mom taught me to spell it. Yeah. So I never really think about it. But this time I kept seeing on the site, check, 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 spelled the American way. Yeah. So I remembered. And so checks are weird. It's spelled C-H-E-C-K. Oh, okay. But it's not an intentional, let's spell this the fancy way. It was just how I was taught to spell it. Oh, okay. But there was this design that- Carrie is turning her laptop around. I kept staring at. It says- Protect our children- (laughs) We demand action. Like nowhere on this design does it explain the kind of action or exactly the problem, which makes me think they're talking about QAnon. Yeah, there, these are QAnon there's checks. no like URL where you could actually go to contribute money to protecting children. Right. Because they never seem to actually care about that. They just want to stoke fear about dark forces somewhere. Right. They being QAnon, not the Bradford yes. Exchange. Right. right. <laughs> um, interesting. I think that might be a QAnon check. It might be. That's <laughs> weird. Anyway, I didn't get that one. And so the point is, Pixel seems like a good COVID test, but I haven't done it yet. Oh, yeah. All right. But well, Everly will. And you've got two of them <laughs> ready to go. Yes, yes, I do. I'll probably take it this week. Did they accidentally send you two or? No, I ordered one and then like, week or two later, I ordered another just to have a backup. And okay. they sent that one too. Yeah, so they're generous with the numbers. I don't order them unless you're going to take them, of course. So you expect to get your results maybe even faster this time. Perhaps. Can, can they beat three days? Can they? Three days is the number to beat. So I've had good experience with it. I couldn't really get clear data on whether at the end of the day, these are as accurate as a test at, say, a CVS or a pharmacy. Oh, yeah. Mostly because there is data on them being basically the same as long as they're correctly administered, but it's so hard to gather the data about human error in this case. Oh, interesting. Okay. In any medicine, you have two efficacy numbers to look at. Mm -hmm. One is if you use the thing perfectly, and then the other is how people actually use it. Right. Especially when it's something like sticking this really uncomfortable nasal swab all the way back. Or taking your birth control on time. Things like that. And often a very, very common mistake is to think, <laughs> okay, but I'm one of the people who's going to do it perfectly. Right. So like I don't need to worry about that second number. 88% of drivers who are above average. <laughs> right. Exactly. But in actuality, that imperfect human use is the number you want to look at. And okay. that one we kind of don't know yet. But 
I feel pretty confident that I was getting decently accurate results here. And oh, I'm really glad these are available and people should take more advantage of them. I don't hear very many people talking about the at-home COVID test. I hope this inspires listeners if they haven't already gotten tests to get tested. I haven't used any of the at-home tests, but our city, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. our, our county, I should say, has been offering testing at various locations and you can do drive throughs And it's changed over time, like the providers and the exact steps. But I got my first test on May 12th. Mm. And at first, they were really prioritizing people who had active symptoms Mm -hmm. or were frontline workers. And so I didn't even try until they said, hey, we've got it for everybody now. So, you know, sign up, go ahead if there's a spot available. So I was able to get one within a couple days. And so I showed up on May 12th. I went to Dodger Stadium. Nice. Which had been converted into, the parking lot had been converted into this testing facility. The site of my first date with Drew. Oh, Mm. very nice. And waited for about half an hour in a long line of cars. And it... Long line of cars. (gasps) You think of the cake song too. Oh, very good. (laughs) Do, 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 do. Sacramento. But uh, I was on the freeways of L.A. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you eventually arrive at a little shelter where they have people and they're all wearing mask covering. And they'll give you your test on the end of one of those long pool filter things or the pool nets, rather. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Just to make sure you're maintaining all the distance possible. Like a butterfly net that they'd use to, like, catch a person with undifferentiated (laughs) schizophrenia in old movies. There you go. That's very specific. But yeah. (laughs) And someone will greet you and they'll let you know, like, no, don't roll up your windows. And there will be little signs around. And they've got QR code that you can use to watch a YouTube video that shows you exactly how you're going to take this once you get it. So yeah, you get like your little plastic bag, you pull forward, and now you're doing exactly what your home test kit has, where you pull out the sterile swab, hasn't touched human hands. Uh, In this case, you rub the sides of your mouth, the inside of each, the gums along the top, gums along the bottom. You rub the roof of your mouth. You rub all over your tongue. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, if that's not it, make sure to check the instructional video wherever you get your tests. It may be different. And then you put that inside the vial. You break off the end of the swab. Mm-hmm. And then you close that up, shake it, mm-hmm. put it in the little collection thing. And then uh, give them back the, you know, the plastic sealed bag with your collection unit in it. Then you get your results. Now for that one, at that time. Do you get results while you're there? No, that that would be nice. Yeah. So it's not like one of these 15 minute tests. Now they're looking at even like some faster tests, uh, which will be super helpful, like five minute tests. And even a 15 minute test is a game changer. Right now, lots of companies are buying up tons of those because that's how you can get people back to work, quarantine them briefly and then say, oh, you're good to go. I'm picturing Dodger Stadium, like putting all the names up on the Jumbotron. Oh, that would be awesome. Ross you are good to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> the uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the second time I went, they had probably HIPAA violated. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ralph Fletcher, please come back. <laughs> You're very sick. <laughs> <laughs> drive into the tent over there. <laughs> yeah, the second time I went, they had a big video of Eric Garcetti playing our mayor. Uh-huh. And you had to tune your radio to a certain frequency to hear him talking in the video oh, too. Sure. That was kind of clever. Anyway, so yeah, that first test on May 12th, I kept waiting, checking my email. They were supposed to, I think, text me as well. They were trying to shoot within like four days, I think, mm. but I didn't get my results. I think it was on the eighth day after the test. 
So again, Whoa. yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's too long. I was negative eight days ago, but yeah, I think they were having processing were problems. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for being part of the figuring it outers. Absolutely, always happy to be a guinea pig. And uh, hey, excuse me. Yeah. We don't like our species being used as a comparison for test subjects because guinea pigs are very nice little animals. This is a guinea pig speaking right sure, now. Sure. Yeah. Kevin. I'm hey, Kevin. Kevin. Uh-huh. Hey, okay, good. Hey, do you work at a fish packing plant? Yes, I do. Yeah, and I have a twin brother. <laughs> we were all born in the same litter. Ginhoff. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Okay, I got to go eat some grapes. Okay, bye. Well, I was a willing participant, mm-hmm. so if a mm-hmm. guinea pig could voluntarily sign on for one of these tests. That would be me. So, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) August 10th, I went back to Dodger Stadium. There are many other locations, but that happens to be the one closest to me. It's where you and Drew met. Yeah. Or had your date. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that time, I think they had updated the provider and they had paid for it the first time. Like, they didn't even ask. I I think at that point, they were getting federal money. I think that has since dried up. And this time, they had me put in my insurance info and they said, we'll pay for it either way, but if you have insurance that covers it, we'll bill them. So I put in my insurance info. Yes. I'm with Cigna and they did cover it. Oh, good. That is worth mentioning that if you don't have insurance, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have to pay out of pocket. Mm -hmm. I can't speak with authority for every place in the United States, but seems like most places... You can get this free regardless. Yeah, because it's in the public good. So somebody should be paying for it. We should all be paying for it, essentially, um, collectively. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very much the similar process, but I think they had a slightly different collection group. You stay in your car at all times. You work through the slow line. Again, about half an hour. They give you a little test kit. So I did all that. This time I got the results back just a day and a half later. Now, have you gotten an antibody test? Well, yes, I have. Oh, you have? Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So actually, I did this through a blood donation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I found out about this right after I had gone with my son. We now donate blood together, which is a very nice. fun father-son activity at the Magic Castle. Oh, one of my favorite places. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was a place you could donate blood until you told me. It's normally not. So Yeah, um, yeah that's so cool. They even give you a little greenback deck of bicycle cards as, oh, as a souvenir. For those not from here, the Magic Castle is uh, the premier magic club, probably in the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they, they added that right after we donated blood. They said, we're now offering antibody tests. I said, oh, shoot, I'd really love to get that. So this is an option if you're looking for an antibody test if you are able to donate blood. Of course, many people can't for various reasons, some because you've got a certain medication or you've lived in England back when uh, there was the uh, mad cow disease. Oh, wow. I didn't know that yeah. was uh, prohibitory. The, okay. There's a long list. So that's why I donate as often as I can. Also, they discriminate against uh, gay men. Men, I'm, men who've had sex with men. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I would gladly boycott them, except, you know, people need blood. Right. So we signed up August 24th, showed up again at the Magic Castle, Mm -hmm. and then three days later, I got my results here. Ah, and you're showing it to me, and it says negative. Yeah, I think I just had to check my Red Cross blood app. But yeah, I had a negative result, which... It would have been equally interesting if I had had a positive result Mm -hmm. because then I would have immediately thought, oh, shoot, you know, when was I actually sick? And then I'd be worried about who I interacted with and be calling all my friends, even if it was, you know, three months before. But I could have been sick 
potentially back in April before right. I got that other test and that test wouldn't have shown it because mm-hmm. I wasn't actively sick. Anyway, so this means I didn't have to do that. It's also possible that you carried it at some point and didn't get antibodies. That's true. and Or enough for detection. That's a very good point. They give you a lot of explanatory texts. Like they say, thank you for donating blood through the Red Cross. Uh, during the blood donation process, samples are collected and sent to a laboratory where they undergo routine screening and infectious disease testing. Recently, the Red Cross began screening donations for antibodies to the SARS coronavirus 2, the virus that causes COVID-19. This COVID-19 antibody test is authorized by the U.S. FDA and may indicate if your immune system has produced antibodies to the coronavirus, regardless of whether you develop symptoms. May indicate. They're using all of this you know, scientific language, which yeah. is in probabilities. So a positive test result indicates that you may have had a previous exposure to the virus that causes COVID-19, and your body has developed specific antibodies to the virus. A negative test indicates that you probably have not been exposed to COVID-19 and therefore have not developed antibodies to the virus. It could also indicate, as you're saying, that antibodies are present, but at levels below the test threshold for detection Mm -hmm. or that the test did not recognize those antibodies. It is possible that you can still contract the virus if exposed. It takes one to three weeks after an infection for antibodies to be present. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was the... Ortho Clinical Diagnostics Vitros Anti-SARS-CoV-2 Total Test. That's the Sweet. full Rolls name of right that test. Yeah, totally. So even with a negative result, it makes you kind of glad that you've been wearing a mask and mm-hmm. washing your hands and all of that. It means it worked, right? Uh, most likely. But also it means now you're just you're, as vulnerable as you yeah, were exactly. before. So yeah, you, you can't let up. You never know because that's one of the really difficult things about this virus is you can have it and not even know it. Right. Or you can have it and it can just totally kick your ass. Right. Nathan Lentz, who we had on the show before, he wrote a really interesting and thorough article about his experience. He got it. And he's a super healthy guy, takes good care of himself, and it really beat him up. Yeah. I'm sure. That was my uh, antibody test. Well, I got a uh I got an antibody test too. Ooh, okay. This was really early in the quarantine and SciTech Lab yeah. who we all may remember from the Kimberly Meredith episode. Oh, yes, that's right. Hold on, quick point. Yeah. If this is an antibody test, does that mean that the original tests we got were body, body tests? tests. <laughs> I think it is. I think so, too. All right, everybody, make it a thing. Make Uh, fetch happen. Okay, so SciTech Lab is a research lab that tests fringe medicine and energy medicine, really kind of fringy claims. Yeah, I wasn't expecting them to be involved in this conversation. Yep. So I am now on their mailing list because I had to contact them when I interviewed Kimberly Meredith, Mm. one of our favorite (laughs) I like that they got an inquiry from you and they're like, put her on the mail list. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad. They were actually really cool. I really like them. So I got this email saying that they were now selling antibody kits, but that at this point, they were only available if you were willing to take part in a study. So they're basically, oh. they weren't approved by the FDA for wide use, but if you were willing to sort of have your data collected and pooled, then you could get it. Yeah. So I th- believe I paid $75 for this kit and had to agree to take part in this study, which I was totally okay with. Okay. I had to prick my own finger. Oh, no. My own finger. My own little tiny finger. 
longer with this little device. So they sent me. Oh, is it one of those little plastic things and it makes a little click noise? Yep. Yeah, they do that when you donate blood. Yep, exactly. And I was actually like really nervous. I had Drew stand next to me because I was like, did they send you a centrifuge to quickly... Uh... Yeah, and then an entire centrifuge. <laughs> no. What I had to do was then suck it up into one of these little droppers, and they sent two for safety. So first you have to suck it up and prick yourself, and then you suck it up and put it in there. Correct. That's why there's two droppers. And then you take that sample of blood and put it on a little strip Huh? And there was a control side to make sure the strip is working. Okay. And then there was the side that was supposed to basically like climb up a little ladder if you've got the antibodies. I've got a picture of this all oh, posted. Oh, yeah. I've seen pictures of these types of tests. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's supposed to be one that's really exciting sounding where the article I read said they might be able to get it down to like $5 per test and it would be essentially an instantaneous test. Wow, that's cool. So I did not have antibodies and then I had to take a picture of the test, write my name on it and send it in and have someone review that I had like done it properly, which okay. I had. So I also do not have antibodies, but I love that I have now participated in, in a SciTech lab study. study. Yeah, not double blinded, but still, I wonder if I've done more at SciTech Lab than Kimberly Meredith. Has. <laughs> it seems possible. Wouldn't rule it out. You know, now that you mentioned that, I also participated in a COVID-related study uh-huh. that was gathering daily info from me to see if using vital signs they could find out whether they could detect patterns of COVID apart from a blood-based test or a swab test or something, if they could tell just by looking at patterns in your heart rate and Mm, temperature temperature and sleep and you know whatever else it may be but that's for a future investigation well maybe i'll take part in it too you know what you should do that this thing i've never heard about (laughs) i think i will so we may have more to say about that in the future i heard recently and i'm not remembering the source so i can't say this with confidence but i heard recently that if you do have antibodies, but they're natural antibodies, not vaccine-produced antibodies, that they probably only last a few months. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not sure we've established yet whether antibodies will prevent you from getting a second infection. Right, yeah. And I have heard that in relation to plasma, because before you can develop a vaccine for a disease, often one way to increase resistance is to grab blood plasma from someone who has survived, like, you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah, come on. you can share it with somebody else. And I think that gives them resistance for, it's a matter of weeks or months, but it's a temporal time. It's not permanent resistance. Right. All things we don't know yet. So what we're really just saying is continue to be cautious no matter what your results are. And all of these error bars, all of these codicils that we're adding here, I think for many of the conspiratorial crowd, they look at that and say, oh, look, there's not perfect knowledge about this. Oh, your Dr. Fauci says X and then turns out he was wrong. Well, he's usually right about everything, but he will use that 
cautious language. But Mm -hmm. yeah, early on, they said, oh, everyone shouldn't get masks. Later on, they realized, oh, yeah, they should. Because responsible scientists are always working with the best knowledge at the time. Mm -hmm. And that knowledge is cumulative and growing. And then they give you new information. Yeah. I started wearing a mask before he said to. No big deal. Oh, look at you. They're kind of like. So people should probably listen to me before the CDC. I I see masks as like the new shopping bags. Like everybody's giving uh you masks. Like, hey, now now we've got a themed mask. So suddenly I have like five or six masks. Oh, nice. I only have one that I like. The others are like too scratchy. I bought one specifically that has the three layers. It's Mm -hmm. like water resistant oh, showing it to me nice yeah this looks like a jock strap water resistant on the outside and then it's oh, moisture so wicking soft. on the inside and then it's got a filter in between those two layers so it's like the better of the machine washable reusable masks yeah i like that thank you you're I bought, welcome but a three pack for the family well i have a mask i bought on etsy that has donald and daisy kissing on it oh so well Donald's that's better and daisy, of course being the president and the first lady uh, by the way, if I didn't mention, I don't think it's just Red Cross. I remember there were at least two other blood donation facilities doing antibody tests. So it's a good way to go if you are able to donate blood. Now, uh, our international listeners are probably listening to this and going, guys, none of this applies to me. Oh, yeah. And to them, I say, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. Sorry, we don't have good <laughs> recommendations for Turkmenistan. Yes. But, uh, you know, be safe. Listen to your health authorities unless they're doofuses. And you probably have more competent national leadership than we do. Yeah. What's it like? That must be so nice. What's it like? Not all of you, but a lot of you. <sighs> What's it like? France, email us. What's it like? Yeah, because like if you're in Brazil, well, we're sorry. You've got yeah, problems as well. But thing. God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Canada, how are you? Two more months and then we'll find out. Everybody vote. Everybody vote. And Ro- just vote once. <laughs> yeah, just vote once. Correct. You've heard this whole news story, right? No. What? Oh, Trump was actively telling people in North Carolina to vote by mail and then go test the system. Try to vote at the polls as well. Just... And then you tried to clarify later. What? Oh, I was just saying, like, you should go and just test the system to make sure they actually got your vote. Because if they didn't, then make sure you vote at the polls. So he's encouraging voter fraud. He's, he's encouraging felony, which is in itself a felony. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Can we send that guy to prison yet? <sighs> Apparently not yet. Ross is a poll worker, so I will not ask him to tell me how he's voting, though I have a strong suspicion. <laughs> But I will I, tell you. Yeah, oh. usually I usually I don't try to tell people. I tell them how to vote, but not how to vote. Right. right. Um, but but this time, yeah, I am making no bones about the the fact that I hate Donald Trump. Sure, but a person might listen and say, "There's a lot of other options," and I'm here to tell you. Carrie Poppy says, no, there's not. <laughs> Don't be dumb about this. Yeah, yeah, seriously. You know what the situation is. Yeah, now's not the time to... And I voted third party, and I remember people being like, oh, wow. I can't believe in this election. This is the time that I am actually like, okay, yep, yep, really at the bottom of a zag in that upward line and need to correct course, and the humble and progressive thing to do is to recognize Mm -hmm. that I am not in one of those points in history where I get to sort of hold my vote hostage for a better system. I wish I were, but I'm not. I'm not. 
And this is a moment where the most honorable thing I can do is yeah. to say, okay, this is the system I've got. I'm going to work within it. And just So what I'm saying is vote for Joe Biden. Listen, I'm just saying it. Just do it. Just vote for Joe Biden. Just to clarify, as a poll worker and poll inspector, if you are in my polling location, I help you vote. Regardless of for of, whom you're voting. Yes. If you're a little old lady who needs me to help you mark Mitt Romney on the ballot, I will do it. <laughs> and I've done it. Aw. And that lady... Elizabeth Warren. Actually, in the primary, I had to help a woman vote for Trump. Oh, wow. Because she refused to use the new voting machines because they were electronic. I helped her. I hope she's listening now. This podcast is electronic. This podcast has been <laughs> off the rails. Yeah, I, I know for some people that'll be terrible <laughs> for others. Hopefully you enjoyed our uh, asides. Some people, it's their favorite kind of episode. I've only once, because I used to say no one has ever written us to say, please make the episodes shorter, mm -hmm. which is weird because I would expect that. But one lady did write in and said, you know, I really wish you would just present the facts. I don't want to hear all these things about your lives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. well, she can tune into the news. <laughs> <laughs> For her, there is Reuters and the AP. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, occasional BBC, perhaps. Yep. Well, much luck to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming along with us on this journey. We, like you, are just trying to survive this whole situation and yeah. be responsible. So, uh, yeah, wear masks. It's not perfect, but it does decrease the odds of transmitting the virus to others. And, and think of it as something you're doing for other people, even rather than something that you're doing for yourself. And even reducing the odds adds up in cumulative action. So even if it were like a 5% reduction, it would probably be worth the inconvenience, but it's more like a, a 6X reduction. Unlike a 30C. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. You can support us in many ways. We really appreciate all of you who support us financially at MaximumFun.org slash join. Yeah, you can do that there. That makes this show possible. You can also leave us positive reviews on Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Spotify or wherever it is you listen to our show. What's Apple Podcasts? I don't know what that is. It's I iTunes. Listen, I use iTunes. Oh, good. Yeah. Keep it, keep it alive. <laughs> And you can follow us on social media at Ono oh Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com forward slash OnRack. Oh, also, you know what? A lot of people have fun on Instagram with the OnRack hashtag. Check it out, Instagrammers. Oh, I'm so bad at Instagramming. I was getting good for a while and then I stopped. So Yeah, I feel like out. there's a definite like happiness. You know what? It's kind of like the tone scale on Scientology yeah. where Instagram is like really high up the tone scale, happy, <laughs> everything's mostly positive. And then you've got your Twitter's like low on the scale. <laughs> And then Facebook's like the basement of the scale. Yeah. Which is ironic because Facebook owns Instagram. Oh, right. Yeah. I guess they haven't managed to drag it down. Yeah. They haven't figured out how to make it addictive in a negative way the way they did with Facebook. They literally intentionally made it sad on purpose. Oh, because that got more clicks? Yep. Cool. It is intentionally supposed to make you upset. That is what Facebook's explicit purpose is. Cool. Yep. What I've started doing, just in case anybody, A, wants to join me or follow me there, I went to MeWe. MeWe. Yeah. Me too. And what I did was I pledged. So this could be a fun thing. You tell everybody following you on Facebook if you're there. I'm going to mirror all my posts uh, yeah. here on MeWe for the next 
three months, I said, at least I committed to that as a baseline. This is now like a month and a half in. But every time I post anything on Facebook, I also post it on MeWe. And I got a few friends there. So that's how you can be really actively involved with me because I'll see you on MeWe. Yeah, okay. I have it, but I haven't been using it well. I do want to eventually move my stuff there because they do seem to have a better um, ethical framework. Oh, right. Yeah, I should explain why. So yeah, M-E-W-E. It looks better than it pronounces MeWe, (laughs) but it has a very good user bill of rights. So there's no ads. You can pay for premium stickers if you want to, but none of that's required. And you own your data. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no selling of your data. So that's all good. Also, quick heads up. We are going to take a week off next week. Yeah, normally we don't warn you because usually we don't know in advance, but... We know in advance! Yeah, so uh, we hope you all have a wonderful week. And whatever time it is, on whatever day it is that you're listening to this, I need you to commit to listening to it again in exactly seven days at this time to fill up that week. That's something I need. She doesn't ask for much. (laughs) Give her this. I only ask you to put a right on rack on a banana, put it on a stick, hold it over your head. How do you remember that you said that? I I don't know. It was a strong visual. Sure. Yeah. That's how we remember things. All right. Yeah. All right. And remember. Hi, this is Rena from Sukun Holistics. Many people might not know this interesting, mind-blowing, and empowering tidbit. But this here homeopathic first aid kit is capable of restoring and promoting health in all the people in the U.S. for any number of ailments or complaints for the next 500 years. Yes, that's right. All the people in the U.S. or any other country or place for that matter for the next 500 years. I'm here to tell you how that's possible, how homeopathy is affordable, why Gandhi said homeopathy is beyond doubt safer and more economical, and how homeopathy can be the people's medicine, as it has been in India for a few decades now. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation, every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.